0: Hi, everybody. Welcome back to She Says What She Wants podcast with me, your host, Elizabeth Wadette, and I am so excited to be here finally Um, recording this on Sunday, the 8th of January. It's been like a couple days since I've recorded and I'm behind my new microphone courtesy of my husband, except couldn't get my headphones to work. So now I'm pretty much just talking into the microphone because it's fucking cool. Um, so anyways, so excited to be back with you guys and have a little more organization within my podcast. So today, it is season one, episode seven, My Body is a Cafeteria. And I'm going to talk about all things breastfeeding, Um, talk about if what I did before um, really like wasn't pregnant baseline. Did I do anything? Did I know anything about breastfeeding? Then when I was pregnant, what I did? I'll talk about the hospital briefly and then kind of what I found helpful postpartum. I will, in a new kind of twist I'm really excited about, I will have all the resources that I discuss in this episode linked. So any book that I've read that I recommend, um, the different products that I found useful, websites. And of course, my handy dandy breast pump, they will all be linked for you. Um, So yeah, that's kind of exciting. I'm trying to expand a little bit and see how that goes. So let's get into it. It took me a while to even get recording, because it was like, okay, I would drink my water and then have to pee and then come back and my coffee would be cold. (laughs) And I'd have to reheat the coffee. And then I would have to pump my boobs. So it's like, I'm finally here recording and it feels good. So here we go. Um, I have written notes this time. I feel so on top of it. So you'll hear me like flipping through them. But so pre-pregnancy, I don't know what you all have experienced as far as what people have said to you about breastfeeding what your impressions of breastfeeding might be or feeding your baby in general but like the thoughts that i had about breastfeeding number 1 i thought like okay this is going to be the easiest thing ever like i'm supposed to be able to do this right like that's how you kind of feel I'm not sure if that's from the movies or if that's from people like again kind of not sharing like now that it's 2023 hey I feel like people do share their personal experiences more but maybe it's just that oh up until now you know we didn't talk about anything that's meaningful in society I'm not sure like the hard issues um so maybe people just didn't share how hard it actually is or like what it entails. But, um, my impression of breastfeeding before a pregnancy and what people shared with me, um, really like, I don't want to say things to offend people, but it might. And also I should have said from the beginning, <laughs> this is, an episode about breastfeeding. It's obviously my personal journey. Any way you feed your baby, you're feeding your baby. And if you're being a good parent and, and your child is safe and well cared for, that's all that matters. Okay. Um, I have nothing against formula. Love it. Many friends that are excellent parents that have used formula from the beginning mixed in breast milk with formula and then switched to formula completely. Any way that you parent and parent well. This is my PSA is amazing. Like you're incredible mom. It you know, anyways, so we'll get into that. But what did people tell me before? Um that it was like really really hard which I didn't realize. And I guess maybe like, I'm trying to think, I mean, I guess I really only have like my sister-in-laws to go off of as far as that. And maybe some friends, because a lot of my friends didn't have kids yet. But my impression was, this was going to be something that was going to be easy for me. But everybody else that I spoke with, kind of put doubts in my head, like, So for me, it was the opposite. Like I heard a lot of like, you know, if you can't do it, like, don't be upset. Um, It's really hard. It's really difficult. Like, you know, all these different things. And I was kind of like panicked then a little bit because I don't know. I just it was something that I definitely wanted to do. And I know most moms do. Some might not. Some do. I was one of them that did want to. Um, so. Anyways, little bit of a jumbled beginning, but let's skip to. <laughs> so my impression going in. in pregnancy. Um, I can't remember when my boobs started changing a bit, probably the beginning, but I'm like, OK, my pregnancy was really rough. You hear me mention it all the time. And I told myself, I really want to breastfeed and this is going to be something that I'm going to be really good at because I felt like I personally didn't have anything else. Like that sounds really negative and bad, but I was like, okay, my like can't eat anything was totally a miserable person, (laughs) like while pregnant, like I was so grateful but miserable, right? So I'm like, I have to have something that is going to be my own. And so I just told myself, like, okay, when she comes out, I'm going to be really good at this. For whatever that is, I'm not typically a person that's like, okay, if I repeat this over and over, it's going to happen. Maybe it helped. Maybe it was just luck of the draw. I feel like everybody's body is different. What we're capable of physically sometimes is different. You know, whether or not people want to say that, I feel like sometimes you can breastfeed and sometimes you can't. So like in a subsequent pregnancy, I'm not expecting necessarily to be able to do the same things, you know, or whatever, the same way that I have with, um, Sophie, my daughter. So I think it's important that even if it doesn't work out the way that you were expecting um, to just give yourself grace again and know like you're doing your best. So getting into it further. So while I was pregnant, I read a little bit of a book that my sister-in-law gave me called Lactivate. And I've linked that to in the resources. Um, but it is a oh my gosh it's like my poor brain has these little crap outs like a brass one of the consultants I'm looking at her title like you know what this is but too tired to think of it um and was also written by Jill Krause hopefully saying that right but the info in there was really great um only thing i'm wondering if it mentioned and i didn't see was measuring your nipples for the proper size flange but most of the book just goes through the actual physiological process that's going on for breastfeeding um basically how your boobs work and it goes into you know supply what the different types of milk, like colostrums, the first type of milk that comes in and so on. Um, I will say that I read that book while pregnant. And by the time Sophie arrived, probably lost 99% of that information. But it's a very good, quick, small book, easy guide to look at if you're like, what? am I doing? Like, what am I in for? It had a lot of good information. um, And I really liked that. I like like a quick user guide. And so you can kind of go through the contents and see, okay, is, is this what I'm looking for? And just even read the parts that you're curious about. Um, so yesterday, I have my group of mom friends over Shout out mom friends who are all fucking amazing, by the way. But my friend Erica, I'm pumping while we're all just sitting around talking. And she had told this story about basically using the wrong size phalange and texting her. um, <laughs> Texting her. I like have to look this up now. I'm looking up like breastfeeding consultants. <clears throat> but that she had texted a picture of like her nipple in the phalange to her consultant. And she's like, yeah, that's like sucking your whole boob. And that's not right. Fast forward to last night, Erica's telling the story and I'm like, you're looking at me and you see that my whole boob is being sucked into this phalange, don't you? She's <laughs> like, yes. So, She sent me great information. I had no idea about this literally until yesterday. So now I'm eight months deep into breastfeeding and still learning new stuff. So there you go. I linked for everybody a site to find your proper phalange size and they have like little interactive videos to show you, okay, this is how it's supposed to look. Basically, if it's painful, it's not correct. And if the nipple is rubbing against the sides of the phalange, phalange is too small. Then they showed a really good like, okay, it's not rubbing, but it's not like sucking your whole tit in either. This is good. And then they have a video of your whole nipple being sucked into the phalange, which a little side story about that, because I did not measure my my nipple ahead of time and was using a very large so because I'm a nurse I like mix up like in nursing the size of a needle is the opposite of what you think so like a 24 gauge is a really small needle a 19 is really big phalange sizes are normal Like I had to ask the ladies last night, okay, so like a 19 is kind of smaller, right? I like get my nursing brain confused with real life, but they're normal. So as the size is, you know, um, like a 20, maybe that's wrong. No, that is right. So like a 30 is much bigger than a 24. Okay, confusing the shit out of myself. Just check out the article. But anyways, (laughs) so Erica tells me, okay, like you can get inserts to put inside your flanges to make that area like what you need. So she's like, go and get this measured. So that's my homework for today because I need to order these inserts because obviously I'm not using the right size. So you might think that because like one boob is bigger than the other, which is my case, or you have big boobs, little boobs, that you are a certain size. No, like just get a measured because then you'll know for sure. But a story to go along with this in the hospital, um, couple days, we had a four day stay, I think. So like maybe day two of our hospital stay. My daughter, because she was premature because of my pre pre preeclampsia, I had to pump and get like, you know, my milk coming in so that she, her blood sugar didn't drop. So at one point her blood sugar dropped. If it's three times in a row, they'll take her to NICU to monitor her. So we didn't want that to happen. So my husband's like, okay. This is like our third attempt we have to make sure like her blood sugar is good this time So you're just gonna like pump like crazy every hour like he went into like super dad mode and so i've just got like (laughs) These giant wrong size phalanges on my boobs and so I do this weird thing where I pump one boob at a time come to find out It's probably because i'm using too big of a fucking phalange um (laughs) because it's like hard to hold like if I'm if I were to pump with both right now it would suck in my whole nipple on the left and it would just be super painful so I've been pumping them like one at a time but in the hospital I was using (laughs) I was doing both and so I give my husband the milk from my right boob and then I take off the the it's like a little I was using the Medela in the hospital so they're like little containers versus bottles really or like tiny bottles and there's nothing in there it's bone dry and he's looking like you didn't produce anything from your left boob. (laughs) and I I look down and I had had that giant phalange off to the left and basically created a second nipple for myself but was not was not over the nipple. So was not going to get any milk that way. Um, so of course then I had to do it again, but it was just so funny because it was like just almost like big swollen antennas coming out of my boob. But anyway, moral of the story, measure to get the right phalange size. If you already have phalanges, you can get inserts. So Um, all good info. And like I said, I'm eight months in almost nine still learning. So don't feel dumb. There's always time to, you know, learn from other people and also join a fucking mom's group because they're badass. Every single one of these, this is a little off, but every single one of these ladies I've met is so cool and so much fun. And I feel so honored to know them all. So anyway, do that as well. Not on the topic of breastfeeding. But so I did the Lactivate book. I did that we know I read and then forgot. And one other thing that I would have done while I was pregnant before the hospital is I had seen a video on Instagram. And sometimes I'm very hesitant about Instagram information. But this is kind of one of those things like, why not try it? So as I got closer to delivering, like if it would have been a normal full term pregnancy before going into the hospital, I would have attempted to get some colostrum out of my boobs. Like this video discussed this girl basically showed like her little syringes of breast milk that she had expressed in the shower, and then she sucked up the little bit of milk that she got, the colostrum, the initial milk you get, um and put that I want to say in the freezer had obviously had to be, and then brought those into the hospital with her in case they needed it, which in my case would have been helpful to keep Sophie's blood sugar up. However, my you know labor, whatever was kind of emergent, so I didn't get to try that. But that was one thing like in future pregnancies, I think I would try like just to see, oh, does anything come out, you know, and I don't know that there's even any benefit to that. I'm just saying that I saw it and it seems like it would be a cool thing to do and maybe beneficial if you were in, you know, a circumstance like mine was. But that's the only other thing I would have done. So. Then deciding on a pump. We'll get into that a little bit. I wanted something that was portable. I didn't see the point of having like, so I have the Spectra S1 um, portable pump. It's got a blue top with insurance. Like when I was looking up all these different pumps, I two things that I wanted portable and I wanted hospital grade because I was thinking you know my supply might not be good whatever like I wanted a beast like I wanted a powerful rest pump and I wanted something that I wasn't gonna be hooked to the wall like have to plug in because I'm like oh my I'm already gonna have to cart this shit around and then if I have to like find a plug it's just a no-go <clears throat> I will say If you, of course, this is, of course, what everybody's, you know, thinking, I'm sure. If you get a portable pump, like any, oh, it's a little special, insurance is not going to cover the full thing. So I believe the Spectra 2 pump, I was told they would cover the full thing, but that one you have to be plugged into the wall while you're using it. And I was not interested. So what ended up happening for me, we have United Healthcare currently. Um, I went on the supplier website and they were able to offer me a certain amount off of the pump. I can't remember exactly how much, like it's a $215 pump at Target, Amazon, wherever. I want to say that we paid, we might've even only got like 75 bucks off or something, but it's 75 bucks, you know? Um, and I figured, you know, if I have to use it again, then I'm making a good investment. So sometimes, even if they won't totally cover it, they will cover a portion of it. And the HSA card might have covered the rest as well, but we might have been maxed out. So that would be something to look into, too. Um, and so from the very beginning, I got this early when deciding on my pump. I got a script for my doctor. And she gave me a couple, um, breast pump suppliers and really some of the websites I have are like medical supply, um, you know, suppliers, that's it. Um, (laughs) but my particular insurance company, I called United healthcare and I didn't realize there's certain suppliers that your um insurance company works with and so this man was actually amazing i called united healthcare and because and i only did this because the websites that my ob gave me one of them they checked my insurance and my script and then said, no, you're denied. We don't work with you essentially. And I'm like, I thought this was just any supplier will give me a pump. It's not. So I called United and this lovely man gave me all the websites. I want to say there must have been at least six plus the phone numbers for the companies um, that I could touch base with and see. I looked at maybe one or two and I'm not sure if pricing would have been different, I guess. But I just knew um, that I wanted the portable pump and it wasn't going to be totally covered. So I didn't like go crazy looking into every single resource. I'm sure you could, but just so everybody knows that's something you can do. I had no idea is call your insurance company Ask them which supplier, breast pump supplier, websites or suppliers they work with, and they can give you phone numbers, emails, all that good stuff. So I believe I ended up getting mine from aceleron.com. Um, But a couple other ones, amedsupplies.com and aeroflow.com. I want to say aeroflow denied me, so boo, aeroflow. But I linked all of these. I put a couple of them in the resources as well, just so you can get an idea. And I meant to contact them and see. I'm assuming that they're all um 50 states in the U.S., um, but that would be something to look into. And again, those particular websites might not work with your insurance company. So better, like before you go through all the trouble of like uploading your script, filling out the information, blah, 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 just contact your insurance company and ask them which suppliers they work with ahead of time. So hopefully that's helpful. Um, and they do have, some of them have on the actual website, the accepted insurance list. So that's something to check with too. Um, And on those websites, once you plug in your, um, and I think this is even before they will accept you or not, you can look at descriptions of the pumps that would be available to you. They describe them all that different stuff. I also did independent research so I did not just look at the supplier websites. <clears throat> Excuse me because everybody knows that reviews are really helpful. So, um, I asked my sister-in-laws what they liked, I asked my OB, but again, I knew I wanted number 1 portable, number 2 hospital grade. So a lot of people did tell me the hands-free are really nice. Maybe in another pregnancy, because I guess every pregnancy you get, you know, you can apply for another pump through insurance. Maybe I would look into that. Because mine's portable, I'm kind of like, meh, whatever. Um, What I haven't found that kind of goes along with this pump info, if anybody has a good bag, this is what I'm thinking. I have not found a breast pump bag that will store my breast pump that once I'm done pumping, right? Like I have this breast milk I need to keep cold. Then I also have to bring a cooler. Like I'm feeling like, okay, can I invent something that I that holds my pump <laughs> that will keep my breast milk cool? Ideally would freeze it. Like I need a mini freezer. Um, So maybe that's like an invention coming down the road, but no really. Like it's a, it's a little bit of a mess and anybody knows, like I'm grabbing my pump, the phalanges, then I need to like either bring a bag or the top to a bottle. Excuse me. Then I have my cooler bag, my ice packs. It's a lot, like it's a little bit tiring. Um, which I didn't, I don't I don't know if I expected that or not. I feel like the beginning of this, I thought I had more expectations when I was discussing that in the beginning of this episode. And now I'm like, I don't think I did. I don't think I knew shit about anything. I felt like it would be easy. Some people said that. I felt like some people told me it would be really hard. I don't know. Um, moving on. Once we got home. Oh, and I should say, too, for pumps. Medella. Medalla. I used the Medela pump in the hospital. It's a yellow pump. Did have to be plugged in while I was using it, but also did love that pump. It was great. So shout out to Medela as well. Um, so once I got home, the products that I found actually helpful, I wanted to briefly go over. Um, the gel pads. So I felt like, my boobs were a little bit dry and they were definitely like getting used to it. You know, when you're like have a tiny human latching onto your nipple <clears throat> on and off constantly and have this pump, which is pretty aggressive. Like I had it on the highest setting. Um. Yeah. I needed something soothing. So in the beginning, and when I say beginning, I want to say like first month that I was home maybe, I tried different gel pads. So I linked all these products I'm going to talk about for you also. The Medella or Medella makes a gel pad that's square. They're reusable for 24 hours. um, But they get dirty. I found, so you're supposed to kind of gently um run them under a stream of like light water and then apply them to your boob and then like I would wake up in the middle of the night and they'd be stuck to my head stuck like anywhere else other than my boob even like with a bra let on or whatever just like they never stayed on so for me like a pack of one or two of them was maybe eight dollars or something and it just really wasn't worth it. But that was my evaluation of that product. I don't know other people might like it because it is um, like super sticky when you first put it on and definitely hydrates the nipple and feels like soothing. So um, but when they come off and this is for the Medella gel pad and for the I'm looking at the name of this. I don't even want to botch it. I want to call them my gel pads. I want to call them my smoothies. It's Lassanoa. Who knows how to pronounce this. I'm looking at it like Liz. Fuck. L-A-N-S-I-N-O-H. Smoothies gel pads. That company is what I use pretty much all my... Like, all my favorite products are from that company. I totally screwed up the name, but I love it. And with both gel pads by Medela and my smoothies that I love, you have to wipe off your nipple ahead of time before you feed your baby. So I just used water wipes. They do say, like... um. I think one of them like wash boob before feedings like with I I don't know if it's with soap anyways have to wipe off your boob before so that's important to know about the gel pads my coffee's cold again it's like I don't know why I fucking bother okay um let's see other products that I found helpful um It's like, can they pronounce this for me? I feel like maybe there's a video I can pop up and then I won't have to like botch this every time. Let's see. Oh. Nope. It's just going to be a guy whistling. (laughs) Sorry, everybody. Okay. (laughs) So. That same company also has breast storage bags that I like. It doesn't matter what you use. I just bought Target brand when I was at the store last. But these are the the breast milk storage bags that I got first that I would recommend. Love them. I think there's a 200 count on Amazon. Um, Also love their stay dry disposable nursing pads. I tried multiple Only thing I will say, too, is especially in the beginning when your nipples are like super sensitive and they're tired and swollen and all these things, they kind of almost feel like sandpaper sometimes. Like my procedure the first month at home was let's say I took a shower. I'd get out of the shower. I'd put on my nipple cream. Then I would put on gel over that, which I don't even think that's recommended. This is what I did. And then I would put my little bralette over both of those just to get them extra comfy and hydrated. Oh, and over the gel pad, I would put the nursing pad because I'd stay dry because I didn't want it rubbing up against my nipple. To me, it felt like sandpaper when they were raw and I didn't like it. Fast forward to now, I have not used a stay dry pad unless I'm like going out with family. I'm like, okay, I don't want my father-in-law to see my, my boob leaking, um, where it really matters. Otherwise I don't use them because over time your boobs kind of adjust to what your baby needs. And really I just had some leakage in the beginning. Um, the only other time I leak is like, let's say overnight, if I sleep, Um, for a good chunk of time because my husband loves me and lets me sleep or my mom has the baby. Then if they get over full, they'll leak a little bit. Or if I feed Sophie from one boob first and the other one gets excited and starts leaking. But I don't care if it gets on my shirts. So I don't use them anymore. But they were amazing in the beginning. I have extra if I need them now. Um... I'm looking at my notes it's so interesting to have notes to like even look through um but anyway point of the dry pads also I tried different brands I didn't really notice a huge difference they all made me kind of feel again like sandpaper on my nipples when they were sensitive so it really doesn't matter if you're using the lineo the lanish (laughs) Len <laughs> Somebody fucking email me and tell me how to pronounce this name. <laughs> okay. I love this company. Let's call him Lanny because I'm like, people are going to be like smoothies. What Liz, the land, Lancy Lanny. And then I tried, I'm tried to like, this is totally fucking botched. Like this is going to be the part of my episode, people are like this crazy person, the company that starts with an L because now I'm looking at it. Like, where's the Lanny? It's L A N S I Liz. Like there's no Lanny (laughs) anyway. Okay. So doesn't matter which dry pad you get, get the cheap one, save your money. Um, Lancy also has, um, a lanolin nipple cream that I loved. You do not have to wash it off, which I liked. Um, So really the gel pads have to be washed off. Most of the creams are baby safe. Um, And they do have an organic nipple balm, which I didn't see until recently. So I don't know if it's a newer product for this company, but I do usually prefer organic products. And if you do as well, that's available. I haven't tried it. I've only used the lanolin nipple cream, but I loved that. Super soothing. Um, I will say too with the creams, I noticed my daughter's like she did get a little bit of breakout from my milk, but also kind of like around her mouth, her cheeks, after a while, when my nipples got, let's say, tougher, my breasts got used to this procedure every day, I stopped using the creams, the gels, and literally just let my boobs go and had my bra let on, um, and her skin did clear up. So I think sometimes, too, really um, getting a good clean on maybe even like a gentle soap and rinse off before you're feeding but that's a lot so anyways just saying it could cause a little bit of breakouts on baby but um that was my experience and once I stopped using the gels and stuff her skin cleared up a little bit better so there's that um I also loved they have therapearl breast therapy and it says three in one um, I only ever used it you can use it hot you can use them cold so you can freeze these packs you can heat them up in the microwave which was fucking amazing it says like maybe 10 seconds or something like that I that was like boiling by the time they came out it was crazy so I just halved whatever time they say um but that was nice in the beginning when they were like rock solid um when I came home from the hospital so hard Um, when the milk was switching from colostrum to the thinner milk. So I found those very helpful. Again, I never use the cold, but they do say in the description you can freeze them and you can also use them to kind of surround your boob nipple and help stimulate milk production. So they do come with little covers. I didn't like the covers. I felt like they, I don't know. I just didn't like them. I think I threw them away. Um, but they have a nice soft cover (laughs) that they do come with so that, you know, your skin isn't directly on the pack. If you don't like that, um, let's say a misc section. So I'm thinking the little tips that I've learned or heard from people that might be helpful. The biggest thing for me that has been beneficial breastfeeding Sophie is not wearing a bra. Um, and I'm like, could be one of those crazy people. Like everybody's in cahoots, but it's like the breastfeeding or the um, nursing bras yeah I'm like maybe the nursing bra people and the formula people are in cahoots because I feel like if people knew like okay your supply would be better without a bra and then you wouldn't be struggling as hard then formula wouldn't sell as well I feel like that's conspiracy theories it's not true but I'm just saying like this thought came to my mind because I struggled for so long to find a fucking nursing bra um, I don't like when things like squeeze underneath my boobs too hard like under my rib cage. I don't know. So I <clears throat> struggled and finally found just like a bralette type thing and not even a bralette like maybe it's a tiny tank top um, which is what I wear now and I would just wear these tiny tank tops that didn't have a tight area on around the bottom around my rib cage and that's what was most comfortable for me but if I'm at home and nobody is around or just my husband whatever I just let the girls hang free and I can honestly say there was one time husband and I went out for mom and dad night wore a bra and my supply was like cut in half the next time that I pumped like I knew okay I should be producing like four ounces with the amount of time it's been since my daughter fed or since I pumped and it was half that so for me my personal experience has been when you let the girls hang free they fill up nicer they like it that's just their preference I don't think bras were meant to be worn constantly all the time just fucking smushed in there um I'm sure many women around the world do not wear or used bras, and it's amazing. I will say I do have stretch marks on my boobs. I love them, and I know a lot of people are like, oh, maybe she's just saying that. No, I fucking love my stretch marks. Let me tell you why and why you should too. When I started just letting the girls hang out, I'm like, Oh, I started getting into my head, boobed. I used to work for a plastic surgeon briefly, um, (laughs) and saw a lot of shit, right? I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm going to need a breast lift. I'm going to need implants. Like these stretch marks are disgusting. My husband's not going to love me. Blah, blah, blah. All these things that you start thinking about in your head. I don't know what changed for me. There is one influencer I follow who is fucking amazing. Um, I will try to find her stuff, too. I want to say it's it's papaya, the something papaya. But anyways, she's a mom, she has multiple kids, and she posts real shit all the time. And I thought she posts kind of like, you know, you can see her stretch marks, all that. And I'm like, you know what? I am feeding a human. I have kept my daughter alive for now nearly nine months. My boobs deserve fucking respect (laughs) and I don't mind the stretch marks because initially it was like panic. Like, oh, if I just let them hang there, they're going to get saggy. They're going to get these stretch marks. Ladies, fuck it. If you feel like you have to get a lift or you want a lift later on or breast implants, that is totally fine too. You do your thing. But I'm saying there's no reason you should feel like any negative way about something that is so fucking awesome is how I feel. Men can't do it. We're the only ones that can do it. And it's incredible. It's an it's a gift. And some moms want to be able to breastfeed and can't. And so I think the stretch marks are just a sign of magic going on so for me doesn't really bother me um and if it does bother you I would encourage you to just think about why just spend some time with that um and love yourself because you're amazing what's my other info so fuck bras is number one um find a good lactation consultant mine wasn't great and Again, shout out to Erica for this that ended up in the pod today regarding measuring your nipples for the correct flange size and my other friend Anna mentioned okay if you have a good consultant they'll have these like little measuring tools with them mine did not have a measuring tool and one of the consultants in the hospital even had me using that big ass flange that sucked in my whole breast so unfortunately not everybody knows what they're talking about and you kind of have to advocate for yourself and if it's not going well Reach out to somebody else, like another consultant, ask a friend, ask some you know your o b ask somebody if you feel like it's not right, it probably isn't and I just learned that yesterday as well. So there you go um I did have a lactation consult at my o b g y n It was one of the nurse practitioners who was also a consultant, so that's where I went for my session. Um she did go over latching with me different things. Sophie was latching pretty well. So for me it wasn't a particular thing, but I know different friends of mine have had um tongue tie issues and different things that they can help with. Maybe even look at reviews because had I needed another consult I would have needed to really get some good feedback on somebody. Um, insurance did cover R, So that's also something to ask and look into. Um, Last thing, which I kind of mentioned, like that's totally random and outside of breastfeeding. Find yourself a, like a support group. Find yourself a cool mom group a cool friend group that's going through the same shit you are that you can ask these questions to. Um, there is nothing wrong with feeling like you're alone, feeling like you don't know what the fuck you're doing because most of us don't, but people are really scared to ask for help. One thing that I've always kind of given myself credit for is especially as a nurse, a lot of other nurses I noticed just in training and stuff we're really scared to ask for help. like say, I don't know something like what. I am not like at the risk of looking stupid at the risk of, you know, whatever. I always, if something is unclear, ask for clarification. And I think this is the same, like your impression of what breastfeeding might have been for you. You know, you might have thought, I'm going to kill this. It's going to be amazing. And then you weren't able to or had a really hard time and different things came up. Always being kind to yourself. Always checking in with different resources available. But then in the end, whatever happens, always, always giving yourself grace and kindness. And I say that and I'm talking to myself as well because I don't always do that. I am really hard on myself. So I feel like I'm sharing with you guys what I really want to, you know, see in my life as well. Um, I am hoping that some of these breastfeeding tips, different things that I used are helpful. Um, I wish I had a better bag for you guys to carry all this shit around in as a recommendation. I don't. Um, I did find a really good diaper bag that was big enough. This is just a side note. I didn't plan this. A really good diaper bag, um, that I loved. And maybe I will add that to the notes. It's nice and big and it's not super ugly. So you can kind of fit everything into it, but it doesn't have like a cooler component or anything like that. So it's just a diaper bag. Um, so if anybody has any good ones and wants to send them my way, I'm always like on a desperate search for a bag that will like, I could just have it packed with everything and will be easy and convenient, but I haven't found, I haven't found my unicorn yet. Um, so anyways, I hope some of that was helpful for everybody. Um, that's just my particular journey so far. With breastfeeding, um, I'm sure we could just go on all day. I could just keep going, but I wanted to share the big things with you guys, and I'm so grateful that you're all here. So excited about the new episodes coming in 2023, and I hope you will continue to join in. I don't know if you're able to rate my show. If you can rate review. And subscribe that would be super helpful. You can find me at She Says What She Wants on Instagram and also Mrs. Elizabeth Woodette on Instagram. And I do have an email also. She says what she wants at gmail.com. If you have any comments, feedback, anything helpful for me. Also I have a website, com, but it's not up yet. I'm still working on that. So you know, with busyness going on in my life, there's not a ton of time, but I want to be really purposeful in the content I put out now. So um, hopefully you enjoyed this more researched episode. Um, hopefully it's still a bit funny for you guys. And I hope you have a great week talk to you guys soon this has been she says what she wants with elizabeth Woodatt. have a good one